Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. This is episode 14, and we are here with Raina, aka One Hungry Jew, on Instagram. Check her out. Hey, Raina. Hey, Lens. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Thank you for being here. I'm more honored that you would come on, so thank you so much. Um, tell us a little bit before we get into dating. Um, how did you get into your food Instagram, and how many followers do you have now? So I started One Hungry Jew uh, three years ago. It is a, like you said, food Instagram and website. Um, This is how Lindsay and I met on the internet, actually. Um, I have always been into food. I worked in restaurants a lot of my life, Um, but my mom was always an amazing cook. She's she's still with us. She's very good. (laughs) Um, But I grew up really loving food and in the kitchen all the time. And when I left working in restaurants, I just needed a bit of a creative outlet. So I started posting food on my regular Instagram account. Totally. And are you single? Are you dating? Are you, do you have a boyfriend? What's your relationship status right now? I am currently single. I am dating. Nobody's serious, but, um, I mean, if you can't meet men in New York, where can you meet them? It's true. It's true. I mean, like, I feel like the hottest men are here. They're just, like, not trying to get married. No, I mean, it's an island full of fuckboys. Yeah, exactly. Holland. Exactly. And how old are you, Reyna? I'm 32. Okay. Great age. Perfect age. And your Instagram name is One Hungry Jew. Does that mean you're only looking to date a Jew? No. Um, I'm option. I, I, I'm option. I'm open. Um, <laughs> I prefer somebody who is culturally Jewish, mm-hmm. but my brother is married to a girl that's Catholic. My stepfather is Christian. Um, so yeah. I am actually super open. It's, it's not a deal breaker for me. Love it. And something that we had talked about um, just before we got started was engagements and breaking off engagements. And you had mentioned that you actually were engaged at one point. Yeah, I was with somebody for a long time. He was a wonderful person. Um, what was his sign? By the way, Raina's a Gemini. I am not as into signs as you are. Um, oh. His birthday is, oh gosh, it's in February. What is that? Is it beginning of February or end of February? I think it's the beginning. He's an Aquarius. It's actually a great match for you. It's another air sign. Um, well, he was very stupid, so it oh. did not turn out to be a great match. But um, actually, interestingly, we were, about, we were together for about three years, and he left me the day after our engagement party. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Did he say why or like what the reason? Like he did. Um, the day before our engagement party, he came home at five o'clock in the morning and told me he wasn't in love with me anymore. Oh my god! And um, that he was sick of trying to be the kind of person that deserved to be with me. And then we went to my engagement party with seventy-five people. And um, the next day, he, he left did me. that right before your engagement. Yeah, he wanted to make sure to really ruin my day. Wow, <laughs> what a real piece of shit. Um, but I will say, you know, having some distance from this today and looking back, I do feel like it was a really good thing. I'm uh-huh. glad it happened. How I'm, old were you, and how old was he? I was 27. He was a couple years younger than me. Um, he really wanted to get married, and. I don't know. I I had a hard time really getting on board with it, to be honest. But, you know, I'm not happy for how it happened, but I'm happy it did happen because I feel like since then I've traveled and I've started Mm -hmm. this business and I've met all these people and um, dated people that I think are a little more right for me. So uh, obviously hindsight is 2020, but I can't Mm -hmm. say I'm sad that it happened. Yeah. So at the time I was super humiliated. Um, But there wasn't like Instagram. Yeah, there wasn't social media. There wasn't a huge context for, like, this has happened to other people. You're going to be okay. You're not going to die. Because mm-hmm. um, I really felt like I was in so much pain, I might actually die. But 
Um, in situations like that, I think it's just always really important to surround yourself with a lot of friends and your family. And, you know, I never really had to fight for the relationship because the minute it was over, I was just surrounded by honestly so much love that mm-hmm. I never really thought about going back to it, yeah. which is, you know, I guess a blessing. When was, like, when was the last time you communicated with him? We never talked again. Wow. Um, I actually believe. Does he know about One Hungry Jew? I caught him stalking on my LinkedIn wow. the other day. Okay, yeah. wait. So you're gonna say I actually believe? What did you ask me? What was I responding to? I was saying, um, have you spoken? And you were saying, oh, you know, I think that in situations like when you get cheated on, and all of a sudden, like your world gets comes crashing down, it's really hard to immediately stop loving somebody because all that love is still there, right? Yeah. In this actual instance, I actually believe there are some things that people can do to you that are so horrific that you actually stop loving them and this this was that thing Mm -hmm. so no I never needed to talk to him again I didn't like perpetuate the relationship we never like hooked up again or like talked and there was really no reason for it Mm -hmm. totally I mean it's probably for the best it's his loss bye bye (laughs) bye Felicia (laughs) um so let's talk about um you worked in food for a bit and Everyone knows the food industry. Who was that big? There was a big article that came out recently about... Ken Friedman and also uh, Mario Batali. And so, actually, I went to eat at... at, um, uh, What's that Mario Batali restaurant? Uh, La Serena the other day. Did you get sexually harassed? Well, well, I, like, forgot initially. And then I was like, oh, my God, you guys, this is a Mario Batali restaurant. (laughs) Like, should we get a... Should we ask for a discount? Because of the the recent allegations. (laughs) But going back, so we were at a Mario Batali restaurant, and it just it hit us that he had just gotten through these allegations. Um, have you experienced any anything like this when you worked at restaurants? Yeah, so I worked in restaurants for almost eight years, all through high school and college, and for several years in New York. Um, and when these allegations came out and I was reading these articles really my my immediate and initial thought was this could be about almost any work environment I've ever had in restaurants with the exception of one or two um and I certainly experienced a lot of these things uh the thing that's sort of interesting is that I think these things are so ingrained in the restaurant industry and so commonplace that I never thought about it Like, I never went home and, like, wrote in my journal about the fact that, like, the owner of this restaurant would, like, press himself up against me and whisper in my ear while I was, like, ringing stuff into the computer. I just didn't think about it because it was so commonplace. But did it have, like, a long-lasting effect on you? I mean, like, that that's, like, interesting to me because I don't, like, if it didn't have an effect on you, is it still as bad? I mean, I'm grateful that nothing ever happened to me that had a long-lasting effect. And Uh that's, you know, I I feel terrible for anybody who experiences something like that. Um, Maybe I just have a better ability to ignore things or sweep them under the rug. And certainly I wouldn't do that if I was ever actually attacked by somebody. Mm. Um, But I think in the restaurant industry specifically, it's interesting because... You know, it's it's an industry where everybody's young and good looking and people are partying together late and there's drinking and drug use and sleeping together. And so I think the line of what is okay and not becomes very blurred. Right. And I think at least for me, things that seemed normal and commonplace in the everyday work experience in a restaurant, when I went into the corporate world, it was like a rude awakening for me that like, oh my gosh, people don't act like this on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's still harassment going on in the restaurant industry? And, like, do you know anyone who's currently in it? Yeah, I know. I mean, lots of my friends are chefs or bartenders. Um, I'm sure it happens every day on different levels. I think the tough thing about working in restaurants is you're kind of getting it from every angle where it's not just maybe the management or your coworkers. It's also the guests in the restaurant. Mm. And unlike other like corporate environments, there's nowhere to go to tell anybody these things because there's no HR structure in most restaurants. Um, so, you know, I worked for Amazon, for example, and it's a huge corporate entity and there's a million mm. HR people you can talk to right. if somebody blinks at you the wrong way. But in restaurants, there's nobody to tell. Uh, so I think so that you're, you're sort of in a hard place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. What was the what were the allegations against Ken? 
And and what restaurants does he associate it with? I think they kind of ran the gamut. I, I don't really know if it went as far as rape, so I don't mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that I don't I know that. But um he owns the Spotted Pig most famously. Um mm-hmm. and some other stuff with April uh, Bloomfield, like the Breslin and um there's a couple more. That's kind of creepy to me, especially because they host like events a lot at the Spotted Pig. In the yeah, back. you know, it's a shame that somebody would put their staff in this position because it's such a well-regarded restaurant and so many people, of course, want to work for that group. And, you know, to feel like you're in a place where you can't walk away from your work environment because it's so important professionally, but personally you're suffering is really, really tough. And I, you know, I'm not going to claim to have ever gone through something like that because I haven't. Um, but I will say, like, I dated people in the restaurant industry when I worked in the restaurant industry all the time. My first job, I dated my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, my second job in the restaurant industry in New York, I dated an employee of mine when I was a manager. So um, I don't think I ever did anything wrong. But, like, are those lines blurred? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go straight from this to um, I want to do this new thing on the pod where we have people, if they're comfortable, tell the story of losing their virginity. I know. It just like came to me. And if you're not, if you're not down, obviously it's totally I'm fine. Down. I mean, it, it's not going to make me look like a very nice person. Or that's not true. That's there's no way that's possible <laughs> unless you lost it when you were seven, like to like your camp counselor. <laughs> no, um, I did go to summer camp and we used to make out in the cabins. There you go. I didn't have sex when I was seven. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> no, tell us your story. So um, when about like where did you you grew up in um so I grew up in Philly I grew up in Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh you know close enough yeah um (laughs) yeah I'll tell the story I mean it's not I I wish it was like candles and romance and love but it wasn't no it never is Um, it never is I lost my virginity when I was 16 so I I waited a little longer than some people um I threw a giant party at my mom's house while she was out of town, mm-hmm. and there was like a hundred kids and kegs and all kinds of stuff going on downstairs, and I had been dating this boy for like, I don't know, four weeks? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's long enough, right? Which is basically a long-term marriage. He and I were in my bedroom, and he just sort of kept bugging me to do it, and so I felt a little pressured, and, mm-hmm. and I did it. Um it, I, again, I wish it was like a really romantic, wonderful yeah. story and there hadn't been a hundred people is. destroying my parents' house downstairs. Did you know, how did you know what to do? Or like, did you just put your legs up? Like, because personally, I had no idea what to do when I first had sex. Like, I remember I laid on top of the guy. Um, I think I just, I think I just sat back and took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will actually say, and I, I he lives in Hong Kong now, so I doubt that he's listening to this. But um, he has the biggest member that I have really? ever, I've ever seen in my, my life. Virginity too has the smallest member I've ever you seen in my life. Count yourself lucky because this was like getting fucked with a thigh. Oh it was wow, terrible. that's scary! I would have definitely bled and maybe cried. Well, and I know this. We slept together on and off for like a decade after yeah. this. So um, once I was more broken in, I can still say it's <laughs> horrible. I'm dead. More broken in. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what, if anything, is too serious, in your opinion, to be joked about? I think everybody has a different line, mm-hmm. right? So I am somebody who... Like on a date, let's say, not necessarily with a friend. I think everything is about timing and context. And so I have definitely been on first dates with people where I've talked about really serious deep things and certainly like religion and politics and sex and all those things that you're not supposed to talk about and I've been out with other people that have said things that have really offended me and insulted me so I think it's just a hundred percent about context the one thing that I really don't want to hear about is your breakups and your past relationships Mm. on like dates one through three and honestly like unless it's for some reason like very anecdotal I really really don't want to hear about it what's like an excuse where it's anecdotal like if if you were telling if they were telling a story or like some guy and I were talking about like would you ever live in another city and he said well I was engaged at one point and I thought we Mm. would move back to my hometown to have kids but like now that we're not doing that obviously like I stayed in New York and I other than that don't want to hear stuff and I've had dates where like guys have gotten very 
overly lubricated and have mm. decided to share things about their past relationships and it's super uncomfortable for me yeah do you think guys talk about their exes more than girls I think girls that's a good question I mean I've never dated girls before I mean except for like a little stint in college but I've never seriously <laughs> Wait, dated let's a hear girl. about that <laughs> what happened in college um you know I just wanted to explore I feel like um, it was an itch I wanted to scratch, and I, I scratched it. Um, mm. Who was the girl, the lucky lady? Are you guys still close? I hooked up with two girls. Oh, um, lucky ladies. <laughs> Excuse me. Not at the same time. God, if my parents are listening to this, I will just <laughs> die. Well, mine um, are, so say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your parents can't disown me. Um mm. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, I talked up with two girls. Uh, both of them are really good friends of mine and continue to be really, really good friends of mine. Both of them are married and have grown up to be wonderful people. Um, I don't know. It, and we hooked up at different times. I didn't have a threesome with two girls. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I always liked lesbian porn, and I just wanted to, like, scratch the itch, and I did. I don't know why I'm laughing imagine you having a threesome with two girls. <laughs> Like, there's just so many girls. See, the thing is... Doing girly I, things. I don't think I could handle that many things. Yeah, I, I'm I just imagine you guys, like, doing ballet. <laughs> I don't know why. I There's certain things in bed, like, I don't think I could ever do because, like, I could never take it seriously. Yeah. Right? Like, that other people are really into, but I probably couldn't stop laughing if it started. Mm. That would probably be one of them. Like what? Like, weird noises? Pegging. Speaking of weird noises, I don't know. There's a spaceship landing on my ceiling right now. <laughs> So please disregard. Um, pegging? I had a guy who was really into pegging. If you guys don't know what that is. It's, Explain to the world. It's when a girl wears a strap on and... And fucks the guy in the ass. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a friend whose boyfriend was into that also. Um, Tell us more. So, you know, he kept pushing me and really wanted to, like, know about, like, my fetishes. And I'm actually pretty boring. Like, I just... So you knew it was a projection. I knew it was something weird. He wanted me to like, he wanted me to say it first or something. And I, for how like out there I am as far as like what I will say, I'm actually pretty conservative sexually. Yeah, no, me too. Like, it's so funny. It's, it's so true. Like, I, I feel like the, the quiet ones are the ones that are sexually, sexual freaks. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was a bigger freak. In this instance, um, he said he was into pegging, and I had to Google it. And if you guys Google the Wikipedia page for pegging, the photo That's is actually good. pretty hilarious. Um, but I didn't know what it was when he brought it up. Mm. And then I went into, like, a deep Google hole about, like, what was mentally wrong with him. And what I found was that, like, a lot of people are really into this. Like, mm. I told four of my girlfriends at dinner, and all of them looked at me like I was so crazy. Wait, for wait, wait. this was crazy. Your girlfriends? have pegged before yes and I have to say like now that I learn more I'm not I'm not against it I just how how many and who initiates the guy or the girl I don't know that a lot of girls initiate throwing on a strap on and like emasculating your boyfriend right some might (laughs) (laughs) why do you what are the kind of guys that like to be pegged do you think I think this is much more common than you think it is. Like, I don't think there is a okay. specific type of guy. But I if th- I asked on a poll, everyone would lie and say they weren't into it. No, every guy that you are ever talking to will tell you, like, that's insane and mentally. But I think a yeah. lot of guys <laughs> really do this. Guys <laughs> always do that. They'll be like, what? Why would I want a finger in my butt? Right. And then, like, if you put a finger in their butt, they're like, oh, my God. You all love it. Put more fingers in my butt. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's a specific kind of guy. I think it's pretty common hmm wow but just to come full circle it's just like not a thing i could probably do without laughing come full circle no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would be laughing if i had to peg someone for sure i'd feel like i was a dude which is kind of cool. I, I'm not not into it. Like yeah. I, nobody. Did you feel like a guy? Well, I didn't get to do it, and nobody has asked me. Wait, since. why? Why? Because you were too like grossed out. Because I found out he wasn't a nice person, and he didn't deserve for me to peg him. Oh, an undeserved, an undeserving <laughs> peg demander. Um, but I'm not not into it. So like, if my future husband is listening to this, ask, and we can explore. Yeah, if you need a peg, you know where to go. See. <laughs> safe zone um that's great and 
<laughs> what are you what's so what's your favorite sex toy if if you use any i know you said you're like more conservative than people would think but um i don't mind like handcuffs blindfolds mm. i think that's pretty like normal stuff oh yeah Ooh, handcuffs and blindfolds like don't happen anymore they don't like at least in my life what do you use do you use sex toys not really and like i was thinking the other day like i don't want like a i don't want a vibrator but i want like a like a fake dick you know what i mean like a strap on yeah like that you can like put up you or like if you want to be penetrated in both holes at the same time no, 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 no. Like, like, let's say, like, the guy was, like, not able to get hard because, like, of some reason, you know? And then there was, like, a prosthetic dick. Then he could, like, put it inside of you instead, you know? It's like a backup dick. <laughs> you need a backup sometimes. Like, guys aren't perfect. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, not that interesting. Like, I don't need my body twisted up into, like, a pretzel and, yeah. like, six props to come. Yeah. Like, I'm fine mm-hmm. just, like, without all that stuff. But that doesn't mean if I was with somebody that wanted to try things, I wouldn't. Like, I mm-hmm. like to think of myself that will, you know, I, I'll try anything. Yeah. Try anything once. I agree. Except for anal. I'm just not ready. It's not for me. Yeah. It's really not for me. It's so just if you want to get anal from me. But I don't even think guys, like, want to have anal. I feel like they're, like... They were, like, taught that, like, it's cool to, like, be like, I love anal. And, like, so they pretend. But, like, I don't even think they're on board either at the end of the day. Is this your theory? Has anybody, have any man shared this with you? Should I ask right now? Like, do... I really disagree with you. Do you think guys are pretending to love anal? (laughs) Like, they're all pretending to not (laughs) want to get pegged. (laughs) To love anal, but actually don't. Like, I think that in the confines of a relationship, it's important to try different things and to, 100%. like, do what is going to make your partner happy. And honestly, of course, it gets boring having sex with the same person all the time. So anyway, you can, like, spice it up and maybe, like, throw an anal every once in a while or whatever. Sure. Whatever gets your rocks off. Well, actually, we just did a poll question about uh, role play. And everyone, it was like, would you be into role play? And every single person was like, yes, basically, except for, like, 10%. What's your take on role play? And do you see, do you have you ever watched Modern Family? I don't like anything with a laugh track. So I don't I either. I, I don't either. It. But I was on a plane and I do like Modern Family, even though it has a laugh track. I think it's still funny. And I listened to, I was watching an episode with Claire and what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Phil. Claire and Phil like go to they have this like thing where they go to like a bar and they pretend that like they don't know each other and it's like this like cute thing that they do in their marriage and then like they go home and you know whatever. I I think that's fun and I think it's like a good way to spice it up and if you asked me like would I rather be with somebody that was very vanilla sexually or somebody that really pushed my boundaries in a crazy way I would rather be with somebody that pushed my boundaries Mm. and I dated somebody for a while and the sex was really really terrible um, Mm. like painfully uncomfortably bad. What was was bad about it out of curiosity? He didn't really seem to take any joy from sex like he wasn't excited about it Um, like he was like upset during it um he he didn't like blowjobs and i mean realistically like that's not a who doesn't like blowjobs i'm not so like i guess if a girl's bad at it but like i'm not in that camp like yeah you know you're good i'm on the black diamond i actually i'm not gonna lie i've dated someone who doesn't like blowjobs also I don't know. I would just look down at him in the middle of sex and he would just look like this was sort of like an inconvenience that this was still happening to him. (laughs) And it was like a real problem. Maybe he, like, I hate to be the person who says this, but maybe he was like, not gay, but like asexual or something. Yeah. I mean, definitely something. I've never dated anybody that didn't enjoy sex and certainly didn't enjoy sex with me. Mm. Um, And I think it's a super important part of a relationship. It's how you physically show that, you know, you care about somebody. So it was a real issue for me. And Mm. I would really much rather be with somebody who is really sexually adventurous and crazy than Mm -hmm. somebody that's just sort of dead fish as me. Totally, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. It's not okay. (laughs) Do you ever talk about your number with Guys, and do you have a list? I have a list. Um, it Where is, is it? 
It's on my bookshelf in an old what? in an old notebook. What? Usually it's on a girl's phone in their notes section if you really want to know, but don't don't try. I didn't digitize my my thing, um, my, my list. That's smart. Um, but it is not something that I would ever share with somebody I was dating. It is not important, and it is not important for me to know your number either. I think that it is totally fine to just sort of feel like people. Everybody has a past, um, and that is in the past, hopefully. Yeah. And you can move on with your life together. I wouldn't want to be with somebody that slept with 150 girls, but I, yeah. I've never asked. Have you asked? I've never asked, and I think it's so weird if you ask. But I've had guy friends tell me girls ask them. I'm sure lots of girls ask. I mean, there's certain girls. Things- no, no, I'm sorry. Girls who are asking guys their numbers, stop right now. <laughs> stop right now. First of all, it's disrespectful to us because then they're going to ask you your number, and like that's personal. And I'm going to have to lie. Except probably, and and. Too like guys are not telling you the truth. Yeah, and I don't really need Especially to- guys you're dating. Like they're not gonna be like, oh yeah, um one sixty and maybe they are to impress you, or they'll be like, Yeah, ten. And like either it's a either way it's a lie. Yeah. I I don't want to know and I don't care either. It's right. not an important factor to me. Right. I would be more alarmed by somebody who is my age who said that they'd never been in a serious relationship before. Like that. Why, why is that alarming to you? Because I have some friends who are totally normal and great and have never been in a serious relationship before. I think it's odd to be 32. I mean, I date guys that are like 32, 33, Yeah, I guess from, I'm like 27, so it's a little bit different. But. I think it is odd to have reached that age and never been able to form a meaningful connection with another person of the opposite sex. Or mm-hmm. the same sex, whatever it is. But um, to me, it's a red flag. It's not a deal breaker, but it is, it is very strange to me. Mm. What would you do if you were dating a guy and he had and he like was into fetishes, whatever, and his fetish was for you to like say that you were married? Oh, I'll say anything. Oh, I will. The, okay. The, uh, some weird stuff comes out of my mouth. Stuff that couldn't even happen. Right. <laughs> like, like what if? No, but like, what if he was like, <laughs> like what? Like what? Tell us. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, I'm very in the moment. Just shit. Just but like, what if? Mouth. But what if he like, um, what if he like said, um, like every you know, like in bed every time, like he wanted you to be like, like my husband, like can't know about this, like. You'd still do it? Every time, no. But Why I, not? I like something that I think some girls really take offense to. Like, I really like being called, like, a dirty slut in bed. I really that enjoy that. That is so interesting. I don't mind it. Some girls really don't I don't, don't mind like it. it. But in the cat, in cat person in the New Yorker, did you read that article? No. It was, like, an article about um, this girl who works in a movie theater. She gets involved with this guy. They end up having sex. And... During sex, he screams, like, you're my dirty whore or something. And she's, like, horrified and never speaks to him again. But that's not the only reason, but that's one of them. I mean, I think it's important to be dating somebody that you know doesn't actually think that about you. And so in the context of sex, it's just, like, a thing they say. But I really like it. It really does it for me. And if you want to say that to me literally every time we have sex, like, I'm fine with it. Would you rather be called a whore or a slut during sex? both like over and over it doesn't matter I think it's hot and I think it's hot to sort of like I've I've had like really good luck dating people that are very respectful of me and very kind and treat me really nicely and so I think that like that's almost like role playing in its own you know when you are having sex and somebody's saying those things to you that they don't actually like feel that way about you I agree I think I think that like if it's a guy that you know for sure like has respect for you then who cares what he calls you during sex but if it's a guy that, like, is kind of a dick to begin with, like, and he starts calling you his whore and his slut, like, I don't know. I'd be like, mm, maybe you're a bad person. I think it's interesting what everybody's boundaries are, right? Because there's certain things that I think would really annoy other girls and be, like, complete deal breakers mm-hmm. and don't bother me at all and vice versa. Yeah. Like, I I think some girls really want to hear about your past relationships immediately up front. It's not something I want to hear about. But like. Well, I want to hear about it. Like, definitely don't get me wrong. I just don't want you to bring it up in one, two, and three because then you're not over it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't want to hear about it. But things like 
if I'm dating somebody and they go to a strip club, for example, that doesn't bother me. And I think that that would really bother other people. Yeah, you're right. It would, but it depends. Like, would you, like, what are they doing at the strip club? Like, obviously, I wouldn't care if they were going there and, like, watching girls strip and, like, getting a dance or two. But, like, if they're going to the strip club to get head or, like, to fuck, which happens. Oh, God. Yeah, then I'd be kind of pissed. Uh, I totally agree. Everything you just said. Yeah. completely agree. Yeah, I don't want somebody to, like... Like, touch my toys. Also, how often would you want them to want to, like, would you be okay with them going to the strip club? I don't want somebody to, like, actively do this as a hobby. If they're, like, at a bachelor party and they're, like, in Vegas (laughs) or Miami and they're, like, I went. But, like, if you're going by yourself on a Tuesday, like, that's another issue. I agree. Like, I just wanted to be clear. (laughs) Well, like, you don't want to be the horrible loser, lame wife or girlfriend who's like, honey, you're not going to the strip club with the boys on the bachelor weekend. Like, you know that I how I feel about that. Right. If you want to go to a strip club and, like, go home and jerk off, it's one less time I have to have sex with you. So. Yeah. Facts only. Facts only. (laughs) So have you ever been with anyone of a different race? Um, You're white, it seems, with blonde hair. And um, we've gotten a couple questions uh, on the DM about interracial relationships. Have you have you been with someone of a different race? No, um, it's not no? that I wouldn't. Not even like Persian or like I don't know what's like common in New York is what I'm trying to think. Syrian. I mean. My ideal man has dark hair, dark skin, and I mean that can be Italian, Greek, Middle Eastern. Wait, Israeli? Israeli. You've gone with Israelis? Yeah, but that's not a different different race. race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always tend to gravitate towards like white Jewish males, but that that has nothing to do with like that I wouldn't like if Mm -hmm. I'm I've been attracted certainly to right. Um, Asians and African Americans. Actually, the last person I slept with was from Iran. So, mm. um, I'm certainly not not attracted to those people. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's interesting. Do you have any friends in interracial relationships? I'm trying to like think of. Oh, I do. Um, a friend of mine is married to um a a, a white friend of mine is married to a black guy. Or Michelle. Yeah, I yeah. don't think anything of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't look at them and think like. Wow, how crazy is that? Like, no, and I think in New York, like, you could date your chihuahua and I wouldn't blink at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Is there, is there such thing as being too wet? For me? I don't know. I don't know. In life. <laughs> too wet in life. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you're, you know, like when you're having sex and like, it's just like slipping and sliding and like, there's like all these like noises, like. I can't do it, but it's like you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's like it's not a it's not a queef, but like it's like a friction situation. It hasn't happened to me. I think that I I, I think I achieve the the optimal wetness. And I You've don't never had like any above. weird noises during your sex. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not having. Sex you must with me, have so. earplugs in when you're having sex. <laughs> Maybe people Which are Which might honestly be the move. Maybe people are just yelling at me, you're a whore so loudly <laughs> that I don't hear it. Say it louder. <laughs> do you like being choked? I do. A little, mm. a little light choking is always nice for yeah. me. Um, I've had some people that like really want to take the sadism stuff a little far. How, what's like your safe word? How do you get a guy to stop choking you? If I just you say like stop. Choked? <laughs> like I like casually told the guy I'm seeing that I like being choked and... um he like did it but like in the wrong position you know what I mean you know how you can choke someone in the wrong sexual position Uh like he tried to do it when like he like it was like we were like in like a spooning position and he tried to do it then and I was like no that's like a weird choke yeah it like stops being you have to choke me when I'm on top right you only choke when you're on top no I can you're on I don't if the guy's on the bottom, the on top. if the guy's on top and he chokes you, that seems a little crazy to me. <laughs> but I guess you're right. That's kind of hot. Um, I've been choked in different positions. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there's a point at which it gets a little too rough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I mean, I've never been scared that I was going to die or anything. But, right. Um, you know, it can go over the line a little bit. Totally. I don't, I don't mind a little light choking. What about spanking? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Do you like being spanked? I've had it done to me. I wasn't against it. Again, like, I like this whole, like, naughty, degrading kind of stuff. Right. So I don't... Why do you think that is? Like, do you, like... I don't know. Like, I had a great childhood. Like, my parents really loved me. I don't Uh have, like, fucked up issues. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think that I'm I'm relatively alpha in life and I spend most of my time being sort of like in charge and making decisions. And so I think in the bedroom, I don't want to do those things. And I think a lot of New York women are probably like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Do you shave before a date or like wax or laser? Like, are you are you going to a date like totally ready for anything to happen? Um, yes, I'm always ready for anything to happen, even though, like, I wouldn't want to sleep with somebody on a first date. Um, But, like, any date. Don't you feel like sometimes when you prepare, it doesn't happen because you prepared? Yes. I mean, I've definitely been in situations where I wasn't prepared and I was upset. But... Do you warn someone, like, it's usually not like this, or do you just, like, go with it? No, I mean, it's never, like nothing crazy is ever going on down there that, like, I need to, like, send up, like, a signal to warn you. Yeah. Um. Actually, the best piece of advice you ever gave me was Tell I texted me. you while I was at dinner, and I said this guy just, like, sprung this third date on me, and I'm not ready. And you said there's definitely a Dwayne Reed around the corner you can pop into. Yeah, that's – it's necessary sometimes, you know. Yeah. And then did you end up shaving at his apartment? No, I would never do that. Yeah. Would you do that? Well, I don't shave. I wax. But um, if I did, when I was doing that, um, if I had to, yeah, but I would get rid of all the evidence, obviously. Okay. What would you do with the razor? I would um, I would throw it out or something. You can't leave the evidence behind. you got to put it in your bag. Oh, I put it in my bag, wrap it in paper, and put it in my bag. But honestly, I think that it's fine to – I don't think guys care. There's no hair on your clit. Like, there's no hair on a shaft, you know? I'd be curious, like, what guys thought. But I think, I mean, my general assumption is that guys are just happy to have sex with you. And I don't think that, like, a little bit of stubble is going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. But I'd be curious to see what guys think. Yeah. I've never had any complaints. Nobody's ever stopped me. Yeah. I agree. Um, let's, let's take a cue from Andy Cohen from Watch What Happens. And let's play a little game of Plead the Fifth. I rarely plead the fifth, so I'm excited to see what you're going to throw at me. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> who who have you – have you had sex with another food person? I have. Have you had sex with someone – You mean like an Instagram blogger yeah. kind of person? Yes. Have you gone out with someone who's hit you up on the DM? I have, recently. Oh, let's hear that story. Um, This is actually like probably my favorite dating story. I don't typically enjoy or encourage myself to, to go out with people that DM me, but this is a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in Israel. And a little bit about my Instagram stories, which you've watched, but I don't know if other people have, is oh, um, when I'm on the subway or a coffee shop or something like that, I always Instagram story like hot guys and make jokes but um, I was in Tel Aviv on the beach and saw these guys playing soccer with their shirts off and um, I insta storied them and I said something like I don't know I would sleep with everyone from this country or something horrible like that mm-hmm. and a few hours later um, I got a DM from the guy and he said I'm super flattered but I'm actually an American and I was dying so over this. Then he like found me. But um, he asked me how long I was in Tel Aviv. He asked me if I wanted to go get a drink. Amazing. He recommended three places that he liked and asked me if I wanted to pick one. Like right to the point, which I actually really like. You know, if you've been on like dating apps or things like this, people tend to like chit chat you to death. And mm. I really just want to like go to a bar and see if we vibe, right? Right. Um, I loved that he like had a couple places he liked. He picked them and I went out and met him for a mm. drink. Did you end up hooking up? Yeah, I was in Tel Aviv on vacation, of course. Yeah, love um, it. Great guy, really smart, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, we're still in touch. We still talk. I love talk. that. I love that. <laughs> And what dating apps are you on? Um, I know that I am like a unicorn in the sense that I don't really use dating apps. Wow. So how are guys going to hit you up after this podcast? 
Um, you can definitely slide into my DM. That's fine. Um, at one hungry Jew. One, one hungry, hungry Jew. Jew. She's um, hungry for del- you. <laughs> for your DMs. <laughs> if cl- they're good. <laughs> clearly delightful. Um, so for me personally, I get, I'm, I have all the apps on my phone and mm. I have a profile on all of them. Personally, I get like fatigue shopping for humans. Yeah. So like I swipe and then for humans. I just like I get through like three people and I'm like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I've been really fortunate that I've dated a lot of people that are like friends of friends mm. or coworkers of friends. But I mean, clearly it's not working because I'm single. So like maybe I should I'm get on you, apps. Dating apps are where it's at. They really are. Um, personally, I really like Hinge and Bumble. I think that, like, just the setup of them is, like, really great. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't use, like, the old-timey profile kind of stuff because I'm, mm. I'm pretty shallow and I just mm. want to see your face and mm. go. Agreed. Um, have you ever had a threesome? I have. Two girls or two guys? Um, one guy, one girl. So two girls and a guy. Two girls and a guy. Okay, love it. Have you ever had an orgy? No. Have you um, ever eaten a guy's butt? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, after a shower, to be to be fair, okay. after a shower. Fair. Have you found a guy's um, G spot in his butt? Um. Yes. And what was that like? I, I need to know. It was warm. It just. It's not for me. How do you know it was the spot? Because like they came. When you touch shit? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, my whole body's uncomfortable just remembering it. Is it the same amount of cum? I'm sorry for putting you through this. <laughs> I didn't measure it, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Did it seem like a lot more than usual? No, it seemed like the average amount. Okay. Have you ever tasted your own vagina? Maybe. I'm not pleading the fifth, I just don't know. Like, fingered yourself and licked it. Like, everyone does it. It's normal. Have Guys you? taste their own cum. Yeah, I have. I probably have. Like, when I was, like, 13. I'm not saying, like, I haven't. I just don't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of people plead the fifth? Am I, like, should I be more conservative? No. No, not at all. I feel like these questions are barely plead the fifth questions. <laughs> um, would you fuck a clown? No. Like, somebody who is occupationally a clown? Yeah. No, but I feel like most of the dudes we fuck are clowns anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, what's the biggest sign someone's a fuckboy? Oh, man, there's just so many. Like, I don't know how you even narrow it down to, like, mm. one. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just, like, an air about you. I can just sort of, like, pick it up right away. Mm-hmm. What it, Do you have, like, telltale signs? Um, I think DM, like, DM communication over over texting is a huge sign why there are some guys there's a guy I used to date and he would dm me instead of texting me like he wouldn't even like initiate a conversation but what do you think that means that is he hiding something no he's a fuck boy and like he doesn't really care and like he's just like you know i i think that they all show that they don't care about you in many many ways do you think that the like that the more a guy shows he doesn't care, like, he cares type of thing. <laughs> or, like, it's exactly what it seems. No, my mom told me a piece of advice a long time ago. I think it is a beautiful piece of advice. And she said when somebody shows you who they are, oh you should God. believe them. Wait, I'm not kidding. We just did a podcast with this guy, Isaac Likes, who's awesome. And um, he said the exact same thing. No way. I, I thought my mom God. was so original. She is. All right. Well, um, Isaac clearly knows my mom. He does. And he's a Gemini, too. So maybe there's some connection there. <laughs> um, but that's really funny. And, and it's it's not funny. It's it's really true. That doesn't mean that I don't think that you should, like, make ex- – you should give people room to breathe and be who they are. Not everything is a sign that you are a terrible person. But if somebody does something to you that is truly, like – hurtful yeah. or you know displays behavior being like a pathological yeah. liar I think that you should really take heed I agree Isaac was actually saying that like if um that like when girls like the biggest problem girls have like is when they listen to their friends talk about guys and like they hear that the guy like sounds like he's just not that into them or like a fuck boy they'll like make excuse they'll be like well maybe he but like you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, look, it's hard to be a friend in that situation because you want to be on your friend's side, but you also want to give good advice. And also, you'd have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. You don't want to be the friend that's like, it seems like he's not into you because, like, 
then you lose your friend. Right. Um, So I think it's like a hard line to straddle and I always want to give people good advice but I always want to be conscious of the fact that like I'm not there. I didn't hear these things. And also, you know, it's hard for people in general to self-reflect. So just because you perceived it to be a certain way doesn't mean that actually was the tone. Right. Um, So I think it's important to remember that. I totally agree. What's the best, like the ideal date for you? It depends on how far along you are into dating somebody, but for me... The best first date, how about that? I mean, I'm probably like a lot of people, I just want to like sit at a bar and hang out, but mm-hmm. um, any, like, it doesn't really matter where I am or what the venue is or what we're doing. I just want to be with somebody that like makes me laugh and is asking engaging questions and seems like they're interesting in what I have to say and mm. that also has interesting things to say and mm. I don't... I've had like really fun dates that have lasted like seven hours and we'll bop around all kinds of places and I don't really care where we are as long as we're just like getting along and having a good time and and you're nice to me. Do you think that it's the guy's responsibility to keep the conversation going on a date? No, I mean I think, you know, there's two human beings on a date and it's equally as important. Um, I don't personally like sitting there. Look, everybody's favorite subject is themselves. My favorite subject, of course, is myself. But I think it's important to be with somebody that's engaging in both directions, right? So they ask you questions about them, about yourself, but they can also talk about themselves in an engaging way. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you think, like, what if you went on a date and you were asking the guy questions and he was just answering them? I think I'd lose interest pretty quickly. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be, like, a one-sided conversation. Um, I was on a date like that a few months ago, and I would ask him questions, and he would answer them. And then I, like, started to feel like it was fucking, like, I wanted to kill myself. (laughs) And I was about to, like, literally call my friend. And and I actually did end up calling her and telling her um, to, like, make something up. But I said, he, I, like, asked him a few questions. He answered them. And then he goes, this kind of feels like an interview. Right, well, and I wanted to be like, well, bitch, like you're not fucking answering my questions, um, or you're not asking anything back. So obviously, it's a it's an interview. Right. You're you're answering my question and then not speaking. <laughs> and that doesn't. I really like people that are curious about the world around them, and so I think that it's really exciting for me to be with somebody that's very inquisitive right. and wants to know not only just about me but just about the world in general. And I think Agreed. that you know the kind of person that isn't going to ask questions is not somebody that I'm super excited or proud to introduce to like my family or my friends mm. either. Me too. That's such a good point. Like I would never want to bring someone around people in my life who weren't going to talk to them when I was like in the bathroom. Right. And I don't know like how important it is to other people, but like I, I certainly don't need a consensus from everybody in my life about the person I'm dating. But it is really important to me to be with somebody that is likable and that other people get along with. Of course. I completely agree. What's the one like most important quality you need in your future husband? I know this sounds a little outside of the box, but for me, something that's super important is I like to be with somebody who really enjoys doing things. So, like, somebody who, like, I always have, like, tickets to a sporting event with or a concert Mm. or a food festival or a restaurant. So, like, an active participant in the world. Yeah, I want to be with somebody that's excited about the world around them and, you know, that you sort of never stop dating each other. And I think Mm. that, you know, obviously, I want all the things that everybody wants, intelligence and kindness and somebody who's funny, but I... I really thrive in a relationship with somebody that just really wants to be like active and do a lot of things. Yeah, I agree. That's really nice. And do you think that it has to be both people that want to do that or one can maybe like initiate and then like the other will follow suit? I think it's good to have both. Um, Because of my job, I I travel a lot and I get invited to a lot of events and restaurants and things. And so I, I have a lot of stuff on my schedule that it's nice if my partner sort of takes the reins and decides that they're going to plan things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be with somebody that, like, has a lot of things to do also. And right. I think it's, you know, any nobody wants to feel like it's 100% on them to do anything. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. When was the last time you 69'd? It's been a really long time. It's not something I really enjoy. It's like I, a 90s thing. I want to focus on the task at hand. Mm. So, like, I want – I really <laughs> like – I like giving blowjobs. I think it's... I, I like it. I enjoy it. And I want to just focus on that when I'm doing it. Mm, I agree. I was saying last night we were talking about 69ing. And I was like, it literally is abusive to your mouth. Like, there's a dick in your mouth at all times. Like, there's nowhere to turn, you know? 
Like, at least when it's, like, a vagina, like, you can, like, back away from it. Like, the dick is, like, in your face. And you're protruding. Like, there's no escape. There's nowhere to go. Like, if you're 69ing, if you don't, like, make them come. And first of all, even if you do make them come, it, it comes, it goes right in your face. I just, it's like too many or things happening at once. It's also yeah. why I don't enjoy threesomes. I right. would never have an orgy. Like, I mean, I'm just not a good, like, sexual multitasker. Right. So right. I just, I want one thing to happen at once. Yeah. I agree with that. Do you have any advice for um, other single, beautiful ladies like yourself who are living in the city or other cities around the world or in the suburbs? Like, anywhere, really? I think it's just. Like, I feel really happy. Being, mm-hmm. like, single is not something that I feel like is, like, shameful. Um, and I think that's because I have thankfully filled my life with a lot of, mm. obviously, great friends and family, but also, like, hobbies and things that make me really excited Passions. and happy. And I think that the best thing you can do for yourself is to surround yourself with good people and good activities and hobbies, and that makes you a better person. Mm. Like, and to your other person, I mean. So it makes mm-hmm. you a better partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... If you can be happy with yourself, mm. then other things will fall into place, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it couldn't be truer. Yeah. It really couldn't. Thanks, Lens. It's true. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod finally um, and sharing your wisdom with the world and your hilarious sense of humor. Everyone, check Raina out at One Hungry Jew. And um, follow us in the app, in the podcast. Subscribe. (laughs) I can't speak. Thank you for having me. Um, (laughs) If we are related, everything I said is untrue, and I just made it up for this podcast. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Follow us um, on Instagram at WeMetAdAcme. Check out our polls. Participate in them. We now have 600 people doing the polls. Oh, my God. Which is so exciting. I'm one of them. Yes, you are. And um, subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and you're just listening for the first time and you found this randomly. I don't know how you would, but I love you for finding it. Um, Write us a nice review or a mean review, but then I'll report it for harassment because it really hurts my feelings. (laughs) And give us five stars. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.